Welcome to your Wednesday episode of Max Sports. My name is Max, of course, bringing you five episodes a week of sports talk, mainly when it comes to football, five days a week, five episodes a week. So today what we're going to be talking about is some of the top headlines going around the NFL to start the day, especially with the drama around the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. There's a bit of development in that. I'm going to talk about that for a bit. Other top headlines give you an example about why the Jonathan Taylor thing has been so ridiculous. Then we're going to jump to college football as we have a game tomorrow. I'll be doing a full description prediction for that game when it comes. Um, Overall, yeah, we got football starting tomorrow. We got football starting any minute now. Football, 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 football. I know I've been saying this all the time. As soon as these games start, I can't wait to do that. So let's get our episode underway. So. I just want to give you a future of some things that will be happening during this football season. Some segments or parts that I really want to add into the show as football comes out. Um, I kind of want to have our Friday episodes uh, be a little recap on Thursday night football. Then I want to have my predictions for the week. So I told you I'm doing a pigskin pick'em challenge where, again, if you want to participate, links all over my socials. You will be able to find it. It's on ESPN where you can join my group and see if you can beat me. Um, pretty much you pick every game of uh, in the NFL throughout the week. And then once those picks are in and the games have started, you see how yours stack up. So that'll be one segment I'm going to do where I will go through and share what I am picking to win, e- who I am picking to win each game. That'll be Friday episodes. Um, and then because obviously we're not doing episodes on Saturday and Sunday. Another segment I want to do is obviously highlighting the the best game of the week in football when it comes to college and professional. So I will be telling you, you know, if you have one game to watch this weekend, which one would be one that I would recommend? That That's a pretty good one. I think we're going to be doing that as well. I just kind of want to have it feel like a kind of just a game day environment, Um, get you guys ready for the weekend where you can enjoy watching your favorite teams, big upsets, crazy plays, all sorts of fun stuff. So back to the main topic, though. This is going to be talking about how ridiculous the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor situation is. Honestly, I think both of them are trying to find a way to make the other one look more ridiculous, but they keep doing it to themselves. Bottom line, the Colts had allowed Jonathan Taylor trailer Jonathan Taylor to request a trade over the week they pretty much said hey obviously you don't want to be here you think you're better than everybody else how about you go find some some team that wants you and let them know that we want a first round pick for you and uh, then we'll be feeling free to trade you and uh, so we did that and there were teams obviously interested there were about six Uh, the Eagles were a very vocal team obviously wanting Jonathan Taylor Unfortunately, though, nobody wanted to give a first-round draft selection. What do you know? Um, The team that didn't want to pay for Jonathan Taylor uh, wanted a first-round draft selection, even though Jonathan Taylor wasn't a first-round pick, is still on the physically unable to perform list, uh, hasn't done any training camp, hasn't done any preseason, just came off of his worst career season, and there's rumors that he might not be able to have a functioning ankle or functioning leg right now. Like, What do you know? Nobody wanted to trade for that for a first-round pick. So, again, the Colts decide not to trade him. He's on the pup list still. Uh, Again, I think this is just stupid on all sides. I think it's kind of ridiculous that Jonathan Taylor – I'm sorry. 
I understand you want to get paid more. Everybody wants to get paid more. Only problem with that is, is you came out and said that you wanted to play on your contract this year, then talk about it. Then you just woke up on the wrong side of the bed one day and said, huh, maybe that was a bad thing for me to say. Actually, I want more money now. Um, and what do you know? The Colts were like, I'm sorry, but didn't you just say you wanted to play on your deal? Why, why do we need to give you an extension when you just said you were fine with, with what you were at? You know, so unfortunately, I don't think Taylor handled his contract extension well. And because of that, I don't think the Colts really want to give him one as, as the way he's demanding it. And so, you know, asking to be traded, sometimes it is a little humbling to see how a player, when they like say like, oh, yeah, you don't like it. Well, how about you trade me then and see what happens uh, when they do get traded and the team changes, you know, in no way whatsoever. Let's be honest. The Colts with Jonathan Taylor this year and Anthony Richardson would probably be like, a, I'm in my opinion, probably a six to eight win team at best. Um, without Jonathan Taylor, they're probably going to be a five to seven win team. I really only see him being able to help decide one true game at, at most. They, they're not going to be a good team anyway this year. This was a team that had like the fifth overall pick in the draft. So yeah, it makes sense that this is not going to be uh, you know, a, a great season by any means anyway. Why would they want to sign a dude to an extension when I don't think the Colts really are looking at playoffs as an opportunity this season? So overall, I think the Colts are a little ridiculous that, that you know, they didn't, they were asking for a first round pick. That still boggles my mind. I mean, it shows that they didn't want to let him go, but they also don't want to pay him. So it probably just means both of these you know, the organization and the player are just going to have to have one more disgruntled season, and then he'll probably want to walk in free agency. Um, overall, I think it's kind of stupid. I think you've kind of burned a bridge. I don't think this one is going to be salvageable, um, as opposed to, like, uh, someone like Austin Eckler. Obviously, he's coming back on the Chargers, despite having some rough negotiations with them. Josh Jacobs, same thing. He came back to play for the Raiders this season. So, again, I think this is just... This is probably something we're just going to be dealing with for a while because the market's weird and it'll be the next guy up, whether it's, I mean, I'm just coming up with examples, but like a young, good running back, like Travis Etienne, he could be like the next one where it's like, he wants a big contract and get what he's finally worth, except the team doesn't want to pay him that because there's probably a younger running back on the team that could have more potential by the time his contract is up. So overall, it, I just feel like this has been like a broken record with this just always playing on repeat. But, yep, Jonathan Taylor, he's probably not going to be playing for a while. Uh, he's, he's on the pup list. That means he's not going to even be able to start the beginning of the season. Why would a team want to give up a first-round pick for a guy that couldn't even start at the beginning of the year? So that's just stupid. That's just a mess. We're going to move on to a different Taylor, and that is going to be none other than Zach Taylor, the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Now. He came out and said during the practices, during the preseason, that Joe Burrow isn't practicing, obviously. We all remember his calf strain where people like were willing to cut off their own legs to save Joe Burrow for some reason. Um, but they said that his contract extension that is looming in the future is not the reason why Burrow isn't practicing. Now, this is a perfect example on supply and demand. We all learn this in business class someday. The reason why... Joe Burrow isn't practicing or the reason why Joe Burrow will get a contract even if his leg falls off tomorrow is because Joe Burrow is the only reason the Cincinnati Bengals have been relevant in about 30 years. It's true. 
They have never they have never made a Super Bowl appearance in my life. They didn't even win a playoff game in my life until Joe Burrow got there. This is a this is a huge culture change led by one of the biggest stars in the league. He's an absolute moneymaker. He's a killer. He's a good dude. He's he's great on the field, great off the field. He doesn't get in any drama or any, you know, legal issues. And he's a huge star. He's super marketable. This is a guy that you would break the bank for because he is he's is the face of your team easily. So overall, I think that this is the reason why someone like Joe Burrow is probably going to get a record set, you know, set the record with a ton of money when it comes to his extension for a contract, probably change the market for quarterbacks. I'm probably thinking about $60 million a year for a quarterback like him, as opposed to someone like Jonathan Taylor, where does he really change the outcome of his team? And that's the sad thing about it is that the quarterback position does that a lot more than the running back position. Burrow off of the Bengals this season, they, they are not winning the division. They are not going to the playoffs. They are not going to win anything. Like that, that is a big difference compared to if Joe Burrow's on this team where I think they're probably one of the five favorites to win the whole Super Bowl. That is not the case at all with Jonathan Taylor. I said the difference is maybe a game or two. So this is examples on why certain players are demanded more than others. And it's not fair necessarily in the world, but hey, you know, a a punter really doesn't change the outcome of many games sometimes. So why would you trade a first round pick for a punter? You know, overall, what do you guys think about it? How did my uh, description on on why demand comes in? Does that was that a good one? Want to know what your thoughts are? Please tell me in my Facebook comment section or on Spotify. You can leave me comments here as well, and I will definitely read them. I have a fan base that's not, you know, large by any means, so I get a chance to communicate with you guys, and that's one thing I actually love about a smaller fan base is I get to talk to anybody and everybody about sports. I read every comment. I try and react to every comment. So thank you all for listening to that. Let's hop in to college football talk. we got a game tomorrow. I'll at least mention it a little bit. Then we're going to get into some random headlines throughout college football. So there was one thing that came out with one of the teams in the Pac-12 involving a postseason slash bowl band, uh, uh, bowl band, not band, <laughs> but bowl band, and that is for none other than the Arizona State Sun Devils. So ASU came out and said that due to an investigation that they are having with previous head coach Herm Edwards over recruiting violations, other violations that have been alleged on the program in with their past head coach, um, bottom line, they decided that they are going to do a bowl ban this year, um, just get it out of the way, self-impose their discipline, and move forward. Now, let's be honest. This team was a mess last year. Arizona State has not been a really good football team in probably five, six, seven years. So does the bowl ban really do anything if they're only going to win about five games? I don't think so. But at least it gets it out of the way for their new head coach to get just get past this. There's no expectations for him. You could even say, well, see, they, they had a bowl ban. They had recruiting problems. They, you know. It wasn't fair for him his first year. It gives him a free year of development, which is something that can help out any young coach. So I think it's a good move for Arizona State. Just get it done with. You made a mistake with your previous regime. Just get it out of the way before it bites you in the butt later down the road. So 
We have a couple things I wanted to talk about when it comes to college football. Obviously, we have a big Thursday night game. Of course, we don't have any uh, Thursday night football yet in, in the pros, so college football is going to try and fill that slot. And it's actually a pretty good one. It is going to be Florida going to Utah. Now, I'll give you a prediction on this tomorrow. I already have my mind made up on who I'm liking, but overall, I really do like this Utah team to potentially be a team in the Pac-12 that could dethrone USC. You heard my episode a couple weeks ago. I said, USC has no defense. It's a revolving door. Honestly, it, it it's just letting anybody in. I don't, I don't know. Anybody can score on this team. San Jose State scored 28 points on, on this sorry USC defense. And uh, yeah, they have Caleb Williams. Yeah, they have a good run game. Yeah, they had good passing. But honestly, I like the thought of Utah being able to beat them. So if, for those who don't remember, USC was probably going to be the fourth team to make the college football playoff until they choked again in the SEC championship game against Utah. And what has been the consistent issue with USC? Defense. I already said Lincoln Riley. He had issues in his previous job at Oklahoma. Oklahoma always had the best offense in the nation, it felt like. But they also had zero defense whatsoever. This is the same thing. Lincoln Riley is an, is a true genius on the offensive side of the ball. Unfortunately, his issue that will probably cost him ever becoming a national championship winner is the lack of defense he does. And Utah is still one of those teams, despite playing in a – in the West Coast where everyone tries to air the ball out and play no defense whatsoever and just try and outscore each other. Utah isn't built like that. Utah always has NFL-level defensive players on the team. They always have a solid balance between running and passing. They have an experienced quarterback again in Cam Rising, the guy that pretty much swept, you know, uh, swept USC last year. I think that Utah – is one of my favorite teams in college football this year. They come in in the season ranked at number 14. I think I could see them being a top 10 team by the end of the season. I like the Utes a lot. When it comes to Florida, I think there's a lot of question marks. This is the second year under Billy Napier, their head coach. They're, the weird thing with Florida last year is there was a lot of promise that they could have done something special. They had Anthony Richardson. They had games that, that I felt like they should have lost that they ended up winning. But they also had games that I think a lot of people thought they were going to win easily, which they almost choked away. They were kind of an average team record-wise, but they were a team that had a lot of expectations, and then the, sometimes they would also fall on their own face. I'm looking for development around, among the roster, a little more consistency. I think Florida... It's probably just going to be about a slightly above average team in the SEC this year. Not bad, but not great by any means. This is not the Gator teams of, you know, the late 2000s by any means with Urban Meyer. So, all overall, I like the thought of this being a good primetime game tomorrow. I will give you my predictions tomorrow. But overall, that is a good, fun game to look forward to. It's two big brands playing each other. I can't wait to see it. All right, I want to do a final segment um, that I've been kind of pushing around, and we'll see how it works. We'll see if it becomes anything or if this is the only time we do it. But sports off the table, I just want to talk. So when it comes to my show, I just kind of want to share everything that I have in the works. 
Um, I don't know when I'll be able to do it because as of right now, this is still more of a hobby than any sort of career. But I have a ton of ideas that I think are a possibility with this platform, this show, all sorts of things. And I wanted to just share it out with people and anyone that maybe wants to add a thought on like, wow, that's a great idea. You know, whatever the case is, wanted to share what types of things I really would like in the future for this. So great ideas that I've thought when it comes to this show. I like the thought of moving to YouTube eventually, getting a face cam, you know, just showing you guys what I'm capable of, you know, uh, definitely if I think having a face, having a, a, you know, a voice that you can see on screen, you don't always, that means I'll still be doing podcasts on YouTube, but, or, um, on Spotify as well. But I just thought for those who like a visual thing, I could definitely come up with some sort of background, get my camera out, um, have some nice lighting. I like the thought of having like nice graphics transitions. I want to make it look amazing. I don't want it to look like something that I'm, I'm doing amateurly. I want to give my full, uh, effort into it. Other things that I really like the thought of doing with the show, um, having potential guests or having a co-host where I can bounce ideas off of each other. I love doing breakdowns on certain things, but sometimes I feel like there could be more to the show. If I have someone, you know, next to me, that's like, Hey, let's, let's talk about this. What are you talking about here? How do you think that LSU is going to beat Alabama? And then, you know, we kind of have a little bit of banter there. I think that'd be something that's good as well. Could be very entertaining. So that's something I'm also considering. I've been trying to think of the best way of pursuing that as well. Someday. Um, another thought when it comes to the show, you've seen the episodes. It's been a long time since I've probably done it. Um, but max movies, that's another idea as well. As I try and build up more, uh, of a name, I want to also try and branch out and have other things. So I've done other episodes where for people that love, for people that love me, but don't love sports, um, I can do movies for you guys. Uh, I, I love film. I love, uh, going to the theater, seeing movies, and I love doing reviews on them. I'm someone that is a critic when they really shouldn't be. So I absolutely do love the, the movie theater and, uh, doing something like that would be another thing where I feel like it would be just as fun as doing something like this. So branching out, expanding the quality of the show. I definitely want to tap into YouTube because I know that's where a huge, you know, viewership is just waiting for me to get there. Uh, and I think it will do very well there. Um, and then overall, yeah, the, that's, those are some of the ideas that I've had going through. So um, those are all plans to really look on in the future um, just wanted to share that with you guys because I want to make sure you are also on the same page as me. So when I try something new or I announce something new and give you a date, you can get excited for it. So those are all plans for the future. Don't know if we'll be able to, you know, check all those boxes again. I'm doing this while balancing jobs, while balancing school. Um, and unfortunately those really come first right now. So, uh, I'll try those when I can. I definitely am I'm looking to pursue that, but I just want to make sure uh, everyone knows what's going on because I think it's fun to kind of share these ideas and see if that that's something where like if I say, yeah, YouTube and people go, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I, I'd really like to see this stuff on YouTube. I'd really like to see, uh, you know, with a, a set and a background and, and doing the show. And so that helps me know what I could pursue first as well, too, so. Have a good one. Let's head to the next segment where I'll be doing my outro. Have a good one.
Well, that is going to be our episode for the day. Thank you all to those who listen and help support my show. If you want to help support in any other way than listening, which is not asked for at all, but if you're looking, if that's what you're looking for, I'll help you out. So the best thing you can do, if you want to go on Spotify, rate or review my podcast, that always helps it out when it comes to being recommended to other listeners that have never heard of me before. Um, Supporting my Facebook fan page, join there. You get all types of content. I'll share random stories I find throughout the day, random funny memes, pictures, How about when episodes drop? That also helps you so you get notifications. You don't have to come looking for my show every time you think that I might have made an episode. So those are two ways. They're for free um, to definitely support me. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, And I I definitely do appreciate anyone that does because you're taking time out of your day to, to help something that I'm trying to pursue. So thank you all to those who are listening. My name is Max. This has been Max Sports. I will see you tomorrow. Remember, we are doing a review, or not a review, but a breakdown of the Florida-Utah game. I will give you my official prediction. I will say in the predictions I've been given uh, in recent days, like I did the USC and Notre Dame ones, those were easy predictions. But, hey, we're 2-0 on the season so far. So will will the streak last? We'll see. We'll see. But (laughs) uh, other than that, enjoy your day. Enjoy a day of sports. Just enjoy your day in general, honestly. This has been Max. Enjoy. Uh.